Welcome once again. We're going to continue on a little bit where we left off last week. And we were talking about things that we need to, to give up in our lives. And uh, so we can have the things that we, we need. We sometimes have to take away the things that's drawing us back so we can bring in the positive. And there's, we look at the, what the world tells us and we look at what God tells us and there's a very different contrast amongst those things. And we look at all the different things that we do, that we try to try to, to better ourselves. You know, we'll try whatever the latest fad or condition is. And if it's endorsed by someone of importance, we're all about that. But when it comes to God, we're willing to put all that away that we just don't put any kind of trust into him whatsoever. We don't even give God a chance to, to work in our lives. You know, God tells us that we're supposed to Talk about him. Jesus, he took and he sent out his disciples. He sent out more, greater number at a later time. He wanted to go out and, and spread the word. And that's, we are all his disciples. And that's what we are to be doing is to spread the word. We're supposed to talk about the good news. We're supposed to talk about how God... Uh, is in our lives. And that's one of the greatest tools that we have is our own personal story. And many times we don't, we don't share that. And I really do, I really understand why people have such a, a negative outlook when it comes to Christianity. Because if we look at some of the forefronts of what people's trying to do in the name of Christianity... And in the name of God, we can see why there's such a, a negative thing. We know we'll have people get hemmed up like on a subway train, and you'll have someone go to, to talking at them. But we're not getting any kind of personal connection. You're getting lectured. You're spreading condemnation and condemning the people around you. And... Most of the time, it's not any kind of foundation. We're not putting forth the love that, that Jesus has. What we're doing is, is we are creating our own status. You know, we think because we are Christian that we are better than everyone that is not. We are, are making ourselves elite. And what we're doing is, is we are actually pushing people away. We're trying to say that we are better than everyone else. But what we want to do is we want to bring you up to our status. And in reality, you're just pushing people away. You're making us look worse. We are to be an example. We are to be a beacon of light. When people look at us, Look at how we act and what we do. and They're supposed to say, hey, how can I be like that? And instead, we are telling them, you need to do this. And we criticize and we condemn. You know, we look at the people that, that God chose, the people that Jesus chose to, to work with them. 
and we see that it's a lot of times it's some it's some rough characters. It's it's fishermen. It's Paul that had a very questionable background. It's David, the the slayer of giants and bears and lions. It's a it's a rough bunch. And you know one reason it is it gives us tells us that anybody can be a servant of God. But you know what? It also tells us, and the longer that I'm in the ministry, I realize that you have to have some toughness to be able to do it. You have to have some thick skin because people are going to tell you that you're doing it wrong, you're teaching wrong, you're dressing wrong, you're talking wrong, you're acting wrong because everybody's got their opinion. And that's what everyone is concerned about is their own opinion. They think they're right, and that's all that matters. And anything else that don't align with their opinion is wrong. Jesus told his disciples, he said, go, you tell. If they don't want to listen, go ahead, move on, pick up and go. But yet we want to sit there and try to force people. Think like us or else. And that's not the case. We cannot change anyone's heart. And that's what we're trying to do. We, are tr- we ourselves are trying to save souls. And that is not our job to save souls because we cannot save souls. Only Jesus, only His blood, that's the only thing that can save your soul. Our only function is, is to give Him that information. Is to lead us, lead them to Jesus. Let Him take the rest. You know, we get our, our mindsets up. You know, we fill in the blanks. We talked about that last week. And, and we try to try to outthink God. But Isaiah 55, 8, 8 and 9 tells us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. As far as the heavens are high and than the earth, and my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. God's got a plan that is so much better, so much greater than ours. And he knows every ins and outs. And we only know what our earthly minds have absorbed in the little bit of time that we've been here on earth. And we think that we have it all figured out. And we try to do things in the way that we think is right. And we don't seek God and seek His instruction. Oftentimes we think that God is not paying attention. He's not doing things for us. He's causing us harm. He's punishing us. And many times what He's doing is just allowing us to build our story. Let me give you an example. I, uh, I heard this the other day on the radio, and I was like, that's a, that's a pretty good story. And um, this woman was talking about that she was an atheist. I do not believe that does not fit what science and facts and truth tell me. I have no kind of belief whatsoever. Now, her husband, he was a believer. Somehow or another, they managed to, to coexist with this strife among them. 
I guess it didn't come up a whole lot in conversation. She kind of left him alone. He kind of left her alone. And one day, he became very ill. Like, go to the hospital ill, be put on a respirator ill. Like, go ahead, you better say your goodbyes because he is fading fast and we don't have much time. Let me stop you right there. You know, uh, we oftentimes won't do things for ourselves because it's too much effort. You know, I can think about times when you've, you've had a long day, you're sitting on the couch and it's like, hmm, I'd really like a bowl of ice cream. But you get thinking about, well, I have to walk to the kitchen. I have to get a bowl. I have to lay out the ice cream and let it soften up a little bit and find a spoon and, and all these things. And it just, you kind of weigh it out after a few minutes and it's like, well, heck, I don't really want it that bad. But you know, if, if someone else in your family, if your spouse comes up or your, one of the kids come up and say, hey, can you fix this for me? Without hesitation, you just jump right up and do it. Because that's what we do when we have this affection for people. And we just take care of what needs to be taken care of. We go above and beyond for the ones we love. And so, she was in this dire situation. Because everything that she had put all of her faith in. Science, technology, people, the world. That's all had let her down. Because these doctors with all these trainings did not have a solution for her. All the the technology, the medications... The things they could do in that hospital did not have a solution for her. And the person that she cared about the most was in this dire situation, on the verge of losing him. So, she did the only thing that she had left. She turned to God. And that happens so many times in life that we try everything that we can do in our own power. We try everything around us. We seek every person. We seek every technology, every remedy. And when all that fails, the only thing we have left. And she was in dire need because this was her person. The most important person in her life. So because she cared for this person so much and she was so dire that she went against everything that she had ever stood for, everything everything she had ever believed in, and she turned to God. And she hit her knees and she began to pray. Now the interesting part is, is that she hadn't been in church. She hadn't read the word. She hadn't heard prayer. So the only thing she could do was to speak from the heart. But God loves that because that is the raw, the 
emotional. That is the true you when you speak from the heart. And God hears that. And God responds to that. And it goes to tell us that it's not too late. That at any point we can make a change and turn to him. And he's willing to accept us at that point. And she prayed for this man. And then, within a few days, we saw improvement. And he woke up. They took off the respirator. And he, he saw her. He seen her face. He seen the light around it. And she had told him what had happened. And he was so happy. He had been through all of this. And then he had a long road of recovery to go through. He had to go back and learn how to walk again and and all these things. But a soul was saved. Because that moment forever changed her. Because at that point, she was a believer. So much so that she had no doubt whatsoever that God does exist because she seen it, she felt it, him work in her life. So my question is, what are you willing to go through to save a soul? You know, if it had been on the other foot, if it had been her that had became sick. You know, there's a good chance that through the, the pain and the suffering of the situation, we know many times that we've ever, you've ever been in one of these situations where you're in a lot of pain or that you're really sick, that your mind doesn't function properly. You can't string together prayers. That the only thing that you can do is call upon the name of Jesus Because that's the only thing that you can get to work. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit to intercede for you and to make those prayers be made known. But you have to give it the authorization through the name of Jesus to allow that to happen. But as believers, we know that can take place. And we know in our hearts to turn that over, to give that authorization. But if you're in a situation where you do not know, where that's not part of your day-to-day life, and then you're in that state, you know, so many times we have people that say, well, I'm going to wait till the end, wait till the end, wait till the end. Well, a lot of times we don't know when that end's coming. It can be instant and then you're gone. Or you're in that point where you can't string words together and you can't make that connection. And by then, friends, it is too late and you cannot move forward from that. And I wonder if that would have been the case with this woman, if she had been the one that had been strucken. And of course, we know that her husband was a believer and he would have prayed for her, but would that have been enough? Because she did not have that connection. They couldn't come together and be stronger because she had not made them initial steps. God seeks these opportunities 
and he allows them to unfold for others. See, that's the the difference between God and us is that He is willing to allow us to go through some, some suffering. He's allowing us to go through some hardships, some difficulties, some challenges because He knows what the end result will be. He wants us to draw us closer to Him. We have to realize that. We have to praise Him in the storms. We have to praise Him in the hard times because there is purpose in everything that God does. And this this guy, through all of his his hard times, he, uh, like I said, had to... Rehabilitate, learn how to walk again. It took months and months and months for him to get back to where he was. But in the end, God did fully restore him and he made a full recovery. And it was was challenging. But would he have done it again knowing the end result? And I say absolutely. Because we can all look back at our own lives. And we've all been through heartaches and hardships and troubles and difficulties. And God has seen us through. And then we look at how these things have changed us. Now... We don't like pain. We don't like suffering. We don't like difficulties. But sometimes we have to go through these things. And I know you probably wouldn't want to go through the pain and the suffering and the discomfort again. But was it worth it in the end for the changes that was made to your person? Because now you're stronger. You're better equipped. Your faith is stronger. You have a better connection with God. Are all those things worth the difficulties? And like this fellow we're talking about here today, are you willing to go through these difficulties for the ones that you you love? And I think many of us would. And I think many of us are. We just don't realize how things are are playing out. It's an opportunity. Because when we are in the the hardship, our attitude is a reflection of our faith. And we can get disgruntled, we can get angry, we can get we can lash out, or we can be faithful. We can be content where we are. We can be hopeful. And it seems like some situations are hopeless, but as long as we got God, nothing is ever hopeless. There's always that next step. There's always that next thing. 
talking to a young lady this morning, and she was talking about a friend that's facing some dire health situations, and there's a definite fear about how that might turn out. That's no place to be. God does not want us to be fearful. And none of us are wanting to check out. We have our family. We have our friends. We still have stuff that we want to do. But there's also something better on the other side. The opportunity to be in the presence of Jesus. And I can't imagine walking through life and not knowing that security is there. Anytime, any place, no matter how healthy, how rich, how careful we are, life can strike us down and life can come to an end. But it's not something that we should be fearful for because Jesus has made his final work on the cross. He has given us that opportunity for salvation. Our life is eternal. This world is just temporary. So many of us see it as the end, but it's only the beginning. There is something more for us if we just choose to receive it. Our story. What a story that these people now have to tell. And they're telling it. Because I heard it. So they're telling it. And that has such impact on it. Because they have no, nothing to gain from it. There's no, there's no monetary, there's no fame, there's, there's nothing like that. It's just... And you can just tell when someone is passionate about something. And you can just tell the passion that they have for talking about God. And here we have a, a non-believer. And they was able to be turned around. Completely around. She started going into church, getting into the Word, and now is a weapon for God where she used to be an enemy of. And this, this guy, he was turned around from an illness that was going to take him out. An atheist prayed him back to life. How about that for power? He was able to make a full recovery and give all the credit to God that God carried him through the entire way. And it's impacting lives. 
Because it says, whoa, wait, maybe there are something more. Maybe I do need to be doing something different. Maybe there is another way. It's our story. God gives us a story to tell. You know, I was thinking about this the other day after I heard this story. Because it's, it's such a challenge. Week after week after week. You want to see growth. You want to see improvement. You want to see the numbers go up on the, on the listening. You want to see more people in the building. You want to see lives change. You want to see people start putting these practices into place and allowing them to work in our lives. But it doesn't happen. Sometimes I wonder, is it easier to convert an atheist than it is to get a Christian to accept the word? Because we get so boxed in. We think everything's a certain way and we're so concerned about the ritual and how things look and how we appear to people. And we want people to listen to us and do what we tell you to do and dress like us and think like us and be like us and be part of our cult instead of being part of the family of God. And here we are, we're trying to, in the name of Jesus, we're trying to save souls and all we're doing is pushing people further away. And they take the Word of God and they pick out what they like and throw away the rest and try to twist it and turn it around and use it how, how they want. So they can condemn and they can judge and do all these other things that God tells us not to do for purpose. But yet we throw that away so we can do it. When all it takes is, is just a little bit of faith. You know, there's that prime example right there of that, that faith of that mustard seed. We go day after day and we rattle off our same prayers and we do it in, in cadence and we have it mapped out and we're just talking at God instead of talking to Him. And that should be an example to us that we need to be raw. Not so much in desperation, but we need to have a faith knowing that God is the answer. And if we continue to act the way we act and do what we're going to do, God's going to keep putting us, allowing us to go through these situations. And they're going to be hard and they're going to be bumpy because He's trying to build that relationship. He's trying to tear down the walls. You know, that's what we do. We come into a group and they've got all this stuff already figured out and we build up all these nice little walls and we paint some pretty 
glass on the sides and we put a steeple on top and we say we're doing it in the name of God. But in reality, we're doing it for show and we're doing it for all kind of other selfish purposes and we're not accomplishing what God wants us to do. You know, Jesus did more standing on a boat, standing out in the field with people that wanted to learn. They came from far away on foot to gather in places so far away they couldn't even get food. But they had such a desire to hear what he had to say. Because they had a desire to want to change and to want to be better and to know what the truth is. We don't have that desire anymore. We can look at the the number of plays. We can look at the empty seats. We can look at the lack of Desire. And can you tell me why? Why is it so hard to give God a chance? Because we've seen in the example today, you give God a chance, let God shine in your life. Experience it one time and it'll change your life forever. But we have to call upon Him. We're all facing challenges and difficulties. Let God help you through. And stop trying to give the credit to everything else. Look and see, what is God? And the answer is everything. Everything that we use, every bit of knowledge, it all comes from Him. And when all the things of the world fail, God comes through. God has an answer. God still heals. And folks, even if we don't get the results that we want, a trip to heaven is still healing. There's no more pain. There's no more tears. Give God a chance.